Well, there she is, ready to go. Yes, indeed. I must say, Lieutenant, it's been a great help having you install this wireless connection on the randomizer. Yes, with a built-in radio receiver. Quite. In fact, the test run was so successful, there are very few modifications needed. You know, I've learned a lot in these last weeks. Well, that's what I'm here for, after all. <laughs> oh, uh, did you have my money? I thought I'd just write out the cheque for 50000 Okay, excellent. Well, before you do that, uh, perhaps you'd mind pressing the button today. No, not at all. That's it, thank you. Will Lieutenant Masters report for pre-lunar medical right away? Well, sounds like they're playing your song, Lieutenant. I'll let you know what we got, okay? Yeah, I'll see you around. Oh, what a nice chap. Okay, so it's... Ah, it's Fireball XL5 today, and the episode is Flying Zodiac. But who cares about that when I've just conned Shadow out of $50,000? It was my check. Wait. John? Hey, John! Where's my money? So, welcome back to Fireball XL5 on the Randomizer, and uh, a very strange episode, I find. Wonderful dinner, Venus. Nothing That's what you should have cooked. Uh, straight up front, it's, I have to say, it's its not one of my, my favourite uh, instalments of the series. That's exactly what it is we're celebrating, Steve. <laughs> so the boys have convinced Venus to uh, throw them a really nice meal without telling her why. That it's 200 years ago today that the first Zodiac performed in the circus. Oh, is that all? I've been slaving in the kitchen for 17 hours, Steve. Why you waste my time? Madam Clara Zodiac. The greatest uh -huh. clairvoyant of all time. I, uh, I remember reading about her. Of course. Not. Somewhere. I'm not sure where. Tell us all about the Zodiac, Steve. Okay. Uh, but after Matt and I have made the coffee. We, uh, we're going to try out my new coffee-making machine. So hmm. while we tackle this hazardous mission, you relax for a change. Come on, Professor. I like that. I like the making fun of... Sure standing by. Oh, come on, Steve. It's the coffee-making machine. I mean, the... That's what you say. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve is descended from circus people, apparently. Anyway, the boys have unwisely left Venus with the, uh, the crystal ball. Um, and basically, she is now managing to hypnotise herself. <laughs> She's staring into it, and her own reflection is staring back at her, and, uh, that is apparently enough to short-circuit Venus's poor little brain. She's gone. Yep. And now it's circus time. Artists include Flying Zodiac, Venus and her Loopy Lazoon, Jock something or other, and Madame Mivia. Is it quite clear? You are to fix the trapeze wire so that it will break when Steve Zodiac is doing his act. Familiar voice there? When the wire breaks. Because it's Mr. and Mrs. Spacebuy again. He's distracted. That's when I will signal Nomadians to move in. And I will fix the thrust effects just to make sure they can't rescue him. Don't In league with some Nomadians. And this is the first appearance of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Space Spy in, I think, production order and broadcast order. Which is strange because they hadn't been introduced yet. All the thrust effects. If anyone attempts to fly with them... They're as good as dead. And now we see our regulars uh, getting ready for the circus because there's literally nothing else that anyone would be doing of any importance in Space City. Uh, we have Venus teaching Zuni. I think you must be tone deaf. We'll um, never get this good enough for the performance tonight. He's a space monkey, you twit. What? Come on, he's just... 
he's just your pet, and you've pressed him into performing for the show. Poor little thing. Also in the background there is uh, Ken Johnson, who had been in one other episode before this, Space Monster. Uh, he was pilot of Fireball XL, whatever. It got eaten by a space monster. And uh, I think this is his, his only other appearance in the show. Also, we have Jock performing his human cannonball routine. <laughs> All right, I suppose. I do like Jock as a character. With it, it's positively dangerous. <laughs> oh, look at that crazy robot. Ah, yes, and uh, Robert is uh, performing a sword-swallowing act because this is very safe. But you don't do yourself an injury with that sword. Uh-oh, yep, there we go. He's uh, touching metal against metal. And dead. Well, I warned you, Robert. It was a crazy idea anyway getting you to do a sword-swallowing act. Because it's not like you're a valuable piece of hardware or anything that we can just replace at a moment's notice. Oh, wait, you are. Hmm, that's a f fancy bit of puppetry there from Jock uh, leaping out of his safety net. I suspect that might have been uh, something played backwards. Meanwhile, in Professor Matic's lab... Well, you're going to get a big surprise, all of you. Matthew Maddock is not such a toot as you all think sometimes. He's working on something. He just sees Hero's face when he sees... What in the universe is that? Top hat. Yes, Matt is working on something. We know not what. This is going to be a uh, running subplot for this story. But to wear that on top of all this? It'll be uh, very satisfying when you find out how that actually ends. Anyway. It's for a good cause. Zero is the ringmaster being issued with his hat by Lieutenant 90. I'll see if I can persuade Professor Matic to lend me back one of my screwdrivers. Yeah, that'll take care of it. Screwdriver to uh, repair the robot. Stage one of plan complete. A, okay. Come in. Close the door quickly, please. Bright light destroys my cosmic concentration. Madam Mivia. Just thought I'd come and see if you're quite comfortable. Thank you, Commander. And I wonder if... I don't know, was... Were Mr. and Mrs. Space Pie just meant to be these one-off circus people and then they decided, oh, actually, these are quite nice characters. We can reuse these puppets and these voices. Um, or was... First, oh, I don't know. Start having one. Okay, Colonel. Again, I'm just questioning how Venus is managing to dream up these people before she's, before she's even met them, but... Uh, Ball, madame. This is Venus. It's, um, you know, it was unwise to leave her alone with the crystal ball, and now she's giving herself visions of the future. Indeed. What do you see now, for instance? I see... I see the face of a circus clown. Oh, there he is. That's more the clown. That's me. Oh, gave me quite a shock. As we've... And here's an interesting... ...together before... ...thing they can do with the puppet. It's not really puppetry as such. ...drop by and introduce... Myself. They make his wig bounce up and down, but I'm fairly sure that's the back panel on the puppet's head being lifted up and down to, to create the effect. It's um it's quite a fun way of, of incorporating that, that feature that all these puppets would have had at the time. Meanwhile, Lieutenant 90 is all on his own in uh, Space City Tower. Find object moving towards Space City. Hmm. 
Can't be a space missile, it's too slow. Still, better give an amber alarm. If only there were more people working in Space City who could staff the tower when Commander Zero is off talking to circus people. Amber alarm? Well, nothing to get excited about. If you'll excuse me, I'd better get back. Sure, Commander. I do hope that it is nothing serious. <laughs> I don't think you mean that. Uh, the crystal ball, madame. Tell him they've been spotted. Everything's going according to plan. Oh, yes, so Madame Mivia has uh, got a, uh, a radio in the bottom of her, her crystal ball to contact the Nomadians. A couple more to fix, Colonel. And make sure you fix them good. I don't want to come adrift during the act. I don't want to fall to my death. That would be inconvenient. There's a whole line of them now, sir. Almost stationary, as if they were parked in free float. A line of spaceships, rather like a caravan. That's just what it is, I guess. A caravan. A caravan? Yes, a caravan. A caravan? Yes, a caravan. A caravan? Yes, a caravan. A caravan? Yes. Caravan. A caravan? Yes. A caravan. A caravan? Yes. A gypsy caravan. Ever since. I'm sorry, I had to do that, but that's a very Fireball XL5 moment, isn't it? Someone suggests something, and the other person says, Yes, you are correct. And the, the first person goes, What? What are we talking about? I forgot the word I just said. You don't want any trouble while the circus is on. Oh, very funny. Ride 90? Be good experience for you. Go on, 90. You're always saying how you're sick and tired of being earthbound. And Steve's gone cross-eyed. <laughs> That's a very strange look for the puppet. Oh, dear. Meanwhile... What's the matter with the old fool? Turn up the volume. He's as deaf as a space giraffe. Oh, good analogy. Good analogy. We know giraffes are quite deaf. Space giraffes more so. And here's the leader of these space nomadians. Me. Over. Caravan leader to Mivia. This uh, old uh, chap in, uh, well, just just lying in bed, really. I may have lived many, many light years, but uh, I am ooh. not deaf. Over. Silly old That's inaccurate terminology, actually. Uh, you don't live light years. You, you, light years is a distance. I'm surprised XL5 would uh, would make such a rudimentary mistake when it comes to uh, to space travel. Anyway, XL5 is now heading out to investigate the line of uh, the caravan. Oh, that was a pointless shot of. Uh, I hope the old fool doesn't mess things up. His end. The space spies watching XL5 leaving. Caravan leader, my dear. This is some nice imagery coming up, though, of um, XL5 approaching the, the caravan fleet. Not long, and my people who have wandered through space for light years upon light years... That's not how it works. ...permanent camp. Earth, the fairest planet of them all. Ooh. Well, I don't really see any problem with that. Thruster pack's running out. Better get down to the stores and get another. I sure hope nobody sabotaged any of them. I'm interested... Oh, here we go. Professor Matic, please. 
This is utterly ridiculous. I'm trying to fix Robert here. This Matt subplot is still carrying on. It's extremely hard if you persist in refusing to allow me to get my own tools out of my own workshop. He's not letting anyone in the workshop. Your tools. This is utterly ridiculous. Whoa. Oh, dear. Oh, what a space-crazy man. He's still working on his thing. Very important. We'll come back to that later. Hello, Ross. Fixed it? No. And my name's Ken. Ken Johnson. Ross was the idiot guy. He was in three episodes. Um, with Robert? Swallowed too much sword. He's blown his top. I suspect they've either used... Well, they've used the wrong name or the wrong voice or the wrong puppet. Um, it's a shame. I, I do prefer Ross, actually, to Ken Johnson. He has that, as I've said before, in, uh, in Big Rat Bites, he has that wonderful haunted expression in his eyes and uh, swollen head and is completely incompetent at everything. Johnson seems slightly more competent than Ross, but uh, not by much. So, Steve is now uh, heading out to investigate the caravan. Yeah, there's only four. Four of them in this uh, line of spaceships. To be honest, I don't really see the problem with them uh, landing on Earth. But uh, I'm sure that within each of these four ships are thousands upon thousands of people. ...across to the leader's caravan now. Good. Well, he knows the regulations. I don't think the Nomadians will give us any trouble. We will give you no trouble, Colonel Zodiac. Yeah, I was right. I'm also interested. Who's who's in the um, the photo on the uh, the caravan leader's uh, bedside table? It looks like always we must move on. Some kind of politician. It looks like someone from American history, actually. That I feel I should know. More than enough. Interesting. Anyway, we don't know where the Nomadians have come from in the first place. They look basically human. Oh, and Johnson's... Uh... Hero, Luke. Kenny's falling. He's falling. The pack must have failed. Oh, what a shame. There he goes, very slowly falling to his doom. <sighs> but luckily... That's typical of Steve. He always insists on a safety net. Yes, for everyone except himself. <laughs> Let's go over and see how Ken is. Oh, couldn't we talk about Steve some more? Get back to your own space caravan, in case they suspect. I'll call up caravan leader, the old fool. Um, oh, okay, so... The space spies have their own circus caravan. I mean, at, at this point, it's, there's no point calling them the space spies because uh, this clearly isn't uh, happening for real in the XL5 He's world. He's only suffering from severe atmospheric shock. What oh. happened? His thruster pack seemed to give out on him. Here it is. A terrible miss, I'm afraid. I, uh, I hope your friend will be all right. A most unfortunate... Accident. I'm not so sure that it was an accident. <gasps> oh no. That's quite a thing to say, Steve, considering we already know that it wasn't. Meanwhile, back with Caravan Leader. And when the circus performance is underway, and I get the signal from our secret agent, we move in. At last. Oh, he's addressing his, his throng of followers. All six of them is this all understood my people 
And it's very obvious that these are the regular Fireball XL5 puppets. Um, what gives it away is over on the left-hand side of the shot, you can just about see Lieutenant 90's uh, fabulous uh, eyebrows, which makes me think that you know the ones next to him are, are Matt and Steve and, and Venus and so on. So, there we go. Uh, once the circus is underway, all Earth's defences will apparently be uh, be down. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great uh, pleasure... I do like this image of uh, Zero in his uh, Ringmaster's gear, though. How are you feeling, Commander? Terrible. I'm so nervous. I'd rather intercept 30 space missiles than go through this. Yeah, you'll be okay once you get out there in the ring. I thought Steve was the one you sent out to intercept space missiles. Up and check my trapeze. Lieutenant 90's up there now. Oh, so 90 has... That... What? Oh, okay. No. That's not 90. That's Mr. Space Spy. But... As an establishing shot, they showed they clearly showed the 90 puppet from behind there. Well, this is it. That's confusing. Down there. Lieutenant 90 will be back to take over the control room in a minute. Oh, the ruined Lieutenant 90 has been uh, bound and gagged in the uh, storage room. Oh. Try and get yourself out of this one. Will he succeed? That Yeah, that was a very, uh, very poor piece of misdirection with the... Uh, actually using the 90 puppet and then cutting to Mr. Space Spy. It almost looked like Space Spy was watching him when in fact that was meant to be him. Very confusing. So, the uh, the fabulous Space City Circus is underway. It's a rousing success, as you can uh, no doubt hear. Zuni is, um, well, you know, if you let Venus and Zuni headline the uh, the circus, That's the way. it's going to go quite badly. <laughs> Even though she has dressed him up rather cutely. Oh no no no! Don't laugh, please. Zuni's so sensitive; he'll go completely zany. Oh no. In the carnage that followed, 17 people lost their lives at the hands of Zuni. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the most daring acts of the 21st century. Basic competence from anyone at Space City. Human cannonball. Oh, there he is. Our great Scotsman. So, yes, the uh, the control tower has been left unattended on the basis that, oh, Lieutenant 90 will be back any time now, and we have nobody else working at Space City who can man it. Oh, but that that caravan fleet of four spaceships... Me veer to caravan leader. Who, who just want a home. Vin. That's it, Jock's lowering himself into his cannon, and... Well, you know, at this point, if I'd paid money to enter this circus, I would be asking for that money back. Oh, this is terrible. It, it could only happen to me. I believe I, I, I believe they mentioned that uh, the money is going to charity, but I'm not sure what charity. Oh, and the, uh, the caravan fleet is moving in. It's no good, Commander. I'll have to strip her down. Maybe I can get her working for later on in the show. Well, go on to Zodiac's Act. 
Do your best, Jock. And ladies and gentlemen, we've now had two failures. The fabulous, fantastic flyer, Steve Zodiac, who will perform his sensational trapeze act without a safety net and without his thruster pack. A warning for the squeamish. It will mean certain death. Well, they're not kidding around. There he is, up on the trapeze. Uh, yeah, who knew that Steve Zodiac was descended from a line of circus people? It's, understandably, I don't think it's ever mentioned again after this episode. But uh, it's a very strange piece of a backstory for him. There he is, swinging away on the trapeze. And some interesting puppetry they're, they're doing with this episode. I've got to give them that. There's, uh, you know, Steve is now hanging from the, the trapeze by uh, his uh, his legs. And, uh, yeah, okay, this is the sort of thing we wouldn't normally see. Amazing. <gasps> Wonderful. Uh. I can hardly believe my old eyes. The, the people who work at Space City are so incompetent they've left the control tower unattended for me to walk into. You really behaved very badly, you know. Just because you played one wrong note. Um, he played lots of wrong notes. But not necessarily in the right order. Venus! <laughs> What's that? Venus has taken Zuni to the... Uh thrust a pack storage room to tell him off and they've heard Lieutenant 90 struggling for help. What a wonderful grandstand view. Let's get to work. So yeah, the caravan has uh, has landed at Space City. I love the circus. The space spies have taken the caravan leader up to the tower just to watch the circus. Yes, isn't it? And we want it to stay that way. Well, it doesn't sound like he was going to do anything to sabotage it. I mean, they're trying to kill Steve, obviously, the space spies, but um, beyond that, what is the... Uh, what's the ultimate goal here? What's the Nomadian plan? I don't know. They don't seem to have one beyond just reaching Earth, which they've done. Now they're going to watch the circus. Anyway, the uh, rope that Mr. Space Spy cut earlier, well, started to cut, is fraying and gone. <gasps> So Steve is now hanging by the other end. Doesn't look like he's going to get out of this one. Get a thruster back. No, Venus. They're all useless. Sabotaged. Oh. Venus actually raised her hand to her head there when she heard the word useless. It's a word she's very familiar with. But who's coming to save the day? Why? It's Super Jock. His cannon finally works. Zero has apparently uh, aimed right at him. And, um, well, Steve has caught on to uh, Jock's uh, bottom, and they landed in the safety net. Hooray! Oh, thank goodness Zero fired you, Jock. I hope you don't mean that literally. The day they fire you, Jock, they can fire me, too. Thanks, Colonel. And here comes the, uh, the thrilling subplot to the Mat Ark. He just blew himself up. That was his amazing invention. Yes, sir. <laughs> Because it was the explosion of his tea-making machine back in the real world. He made it a bit too violent. It woke Venus up. Professor. Professor, what have you been up to in the workshop? The workshop? What? Because what it was all a dream. Dreaming, Venus. 
We've been around here all the time. Or, or possibly uniquely in uh, the world of dream episodes, it's a hallucination. Flying through the air, Steve. Well, it almost happened for real in the kitchen. We should have her committed, Matt. I've been saying it for, for a number of years now. And I'll tell you the real story of the flying zodiacs. Well, it uh, couldn't be less interesting than this. That was Flying Zodiac, I think you can probably tell. I've never been a big fan of this one. I do appreciate the fact that it's trying to be something different. But coming so early in the run, it does rather feel like they've completely run out of ideas. Again, it's it's a nice uh, not nice to have a circus. We don't often have circuses in Anderson shows. I wouldn't have minded seeing more of that actually. A bit something a bit more dramatic regarding the uh, the circus. The uh, also the first appearance of the space spies, but because it's not you know because it was a a, a dream or a daydream, it uh, it doesn't really feel like a a bona fide appearance for them and. You know, you could insert any generic villains here and it would all play out just the same. The Nomadians, I, I didn't see what the threat there was, really. They're just sort of old people looking for a home. There can't have been that many of them. And it's just such a strange little story that, um, as I said, really has never done much for me. If you enjoy this one, fantabulous. But uh, it's never been one of my favourites, unfortunately. Mm -hmm.